It is often said that the road to battle is paved by bricks made from smaller battles, and only true warriors may find the Windies with the clean bathrooms along the way. With these words in mind, we approach the final jury vote that will decide once and for all if Mobile Suit Gundam Wing is rad or bad. My name is Zex Marquise, but I'm also called the Lightning Count, and if you would like for your vote to Lightning Count toward determining the final verdict for the People vs. Gundam Wing, prove yourself a pure instrument of justice by joining the Shadow Public Radio Patreon at any level. That's patreon.com slash shadow, spelled S-H-A-D-E-A-U-X. All Earthlings can speak their judgments, but only Patreon members will have their voices truly heard. You have to join the Patreon in order to vote. With high expectations, humans leave Earth to begin a new life in space colonies. However, the colonies soon descend into violence and chaos as people are unable to agree on the quality of a popular mecha anime series from the mid-1990s. Hoping to solidify its dominion over the colonies by settling this dispute, the United Earth Sphere Alliance launches an unprecedented judicial undertaking, Operation Litigate. The Alliance seeks to bring the results of these secret proceedings to the galaxy by disguising them as a podcast. The People vs. Gundam Wing. For the defense, Colonel John Q. Renata the 13th, Esquire. For the prosecution, a true student of war and the law, Biliardo, Peacecraft. Judge, presiding. The honorable unemployed podcaster, Josh Darnell. May it please the court, the case in question is case 143, Target Earth. Original air date, 5-3-2000. In hopes that I will be allowed to return to my own timeline once this question has been settled, I now call these secretive proceedings to order. May I reiterate for the mission logs that our objective is to restore justice and peace to the colonies by answering the unanswerable question, is Mobile Suit Gundam Wing rad or is it bad? A reminder that these secretive proceedings are being recorded as a podcast, so please lean in toward the microphone. Mr. Peacecraft, as a prosecution, I assume you have some mean stuff to say? Today, my <laughs> esteemed colleague in the defense, John Hughes Renata, will attempt to claim that any episode of television that ends with a space laser demolishing an island the size of four Rhode Islands <coughs> must, by its very nature, be rad. Do not fall victim to his serpent's tongue, nor his aardvark's musk glands. See past the space laser, see past the pretty colors and lights, and stand naked before the howling abyss of putrescent, poor-quality cartoonery that gibbers like a gibbon in the flickering screen of your Pixel 3A XL. This episode is bad. The excellent genocide apparel of Zex Merkis and Dorothy Catalonia, notwithstanding. Thank you, Your Honor. 
And Colonel Kushranada, you'll be wanting to apologize for this show's many obvious flaws. No, man! I mean, you see that space laser? Shoot! That thing, man, is pretty cool, man. Yeah. Yeah. Then in accordance with judicial precedent, as etched on the branch on the tree and the tree in the bog and the bog down in the valley, oh, we will now hear evidence presented in the format agreed upon by the Grenada Accords of UC0080. Audio recordings of three white guys interrupting each other. Cool. Mobile suit Bliff, activate the Just Wild Beat communicator. Target Earth. Target Earth! Spoiler. I wonder what, what they're going to target now. Pfft, obviously Earth. Thanks a lot. Goku's alive! <laughs> Will Goku survive? <laughs> Next time. <Goku's> <laughs> yes, alive. a reference. I don't... Uh, uh, that sounds like a Dragon Ball Z. Goku's you from will. that, yes? You will. One. You will be. No, but just yeah. in spoiler titles and spoiler, like, next times. Yeah. Yeah, it was like, Goku, like, legit, like, could be dead. Yeah. Like, Next time on Dragon Ball Z, Goku's alive. <laughs> he's, uh, he's fine. Everything's fine. For that one second, it was real tense. Well, that's the future. It's time to talk about the past. Previously on Gundam Wing, Dorothy wants to be with Mr. Miliardo. Wufei joins Sally and Hiro. Relina is the only one capable of stopping her brother for some reason. She is the only one that can do it. We have to accept that that is the case. Even though... They have never met or had a conversation. And she doesn't stop him. <laughs> she has the opportunity to do so later in this episode. The Bridge of the Peace Million. Some people are, are there's flashing lights and screens. And someone says that a craft is, a, a craft is approaching from behind. A, a crap. A crap, is, a crap is approaching from behind. Giant turds. <laughs> the word of the day is turds. 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 Cowgirl Noin gets on comps, and God damn it, that outfit. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know it's a few episodes old now, but they show her full length in this one, and she even has the boots with the embroidery Of course she has the boots. On the side. Look, we have... <laughs> Abilene, Texas' favorite daughter. Look, it look. doesn't even look bad. I just want to know why. Like, what was the genesis of We this? had a surplus of a certain kind of doll. Like, a. Uh, toy like cowgirl dolls Cow and, and so they needed western and, wear and so they needed so western the, wear annoying if yeah. that action figure exists i want it i I'll, want it i'll see what i can <laughs> i'll see what i can dig up uh, cowgirl knowing gets on comms and demands whoever it is better identify themselves because they just rode up on the rootinest tootinest sheriff <laughs> this side of the Arkansas. Uh, it's Sally Poe, and she's like, Sally Poe, you old so and so. Yeah, it's like, it's, it was, it's that. It's <laughs> it like, really you is. son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. You got a lot of nerve. Yeah, Come here, you. Yeah, I loved it. Uh, it's great. It really is great. Uh, Sally Poe's like, brought a couple of strong allies. How about letting us on board? And now I want the, I want the Noin Sally Poe Adventures spinoff series, which I know we've mentioned before mm -hmm. in the previous interactions. Um, Catra, Hero, Wufei, Duo, Tro, everybody's reunited, finally, on the deck of the Peace Million. Uh, it, sweet Catra, he's so happy. Everybody else, everybody else is still kind of like tough guy, trying to bro it out. 
you know, dude's like, oh, well, 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 if it isn't these sad sacks. And Hero's like, I thought you'd all be dead by now. You know, <laughs> it's all that kind of stuff. Right. And then Catcher's like, I'm so glad to see everybody. <laughs> uh, oh, <laughs> God love him. Looking on from a distance, Sally Poe says, this will be one tough fight, huh, Noin? Or one tough battle. Noin says, all battles are tough. I'm sure you already know that, Sally. Which, of course she does, because she's the one that just said, this is going to be a tough battle. Yeah, I just, I, I just said it. All battles. I tough. just said I know. that. I said it was, was going to be tough. This this sandwich is going to be spicy. Oh, that, that sandwich is spicy. It's like in Pootie, <laughs> it's like in Pootie Tang when the when it's the guy that's always hanging out with Chris Rock. And Chris Rock's like, man, it's hot today. And this guy's like, yeah, you know it's hot, too. Yeah, like, it's, hot too. it's hot, too. That's what I just said. <laughs> I just said that. I just said it's hot. All <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, Pootie Tang. That ain't Pootie Tang. That's Duty Tang. Yeah, that ain't Pootie, neither. Uh, that's like that is an uh, it, 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 despite its cult following, still an underrated comedy. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. uh, Sally, I feel so powerless. I may need to depend on you quite a bit this time. And there's a very like, uh, you know how we've talked before about sometimes you can tell they upped the they upped the budget for like one illustration of someone's face when they're like we right. need to convey complex emotion, and they very much get that shot with Noin. Like she is more rattled by what has happened to Zex than she has let on. Because originally, like, the first time it happened, it kind of happened in the midst of combat. She was like, oh, dang, he's done gone off the rails. Now she's had time <laughs> to think about it. And they give her, like, big, watery eyes, lots of conflicting emotions. Good shot. Um, yeah, lost the place. In this. Oh, there we go. Um, yeah, so it won't be me you're depending on, she says, Sally says. Those kids have left all doubt behind. They've found their missions in life. This is a sad line, uh-huh. a tragic line, but it's not delivered that way because these are at best young adults that they're talking about. And she's like, you know what? You're not going to have to depend on me because you see those kids up there, they are fully weaponized. <laughs> and these they, wandering nuclear missiles yes. that we've been bouncing between now, episode 43. It's okay. They got it figured they out. They're fully radicalized to our cause. You don't <laughs> have to depend on me. We're going to cut those mad lo- dogs loose on somebody. Um, it, it, and it is a reminder about how glib this show can be about the whole child soldier thing. Yep. And, and I know that I've never been able to figure out exactly. Uh, like, it's a show they wanted to market to 15-year-olds. So uh-huh. they made the heroes oh, yeah. 15-year-olds. But with all the heavy themes about war and peace and the nature of both... It's impossible to ignore that the deadliest soldiers in this conflict are, in effect, children or minors, at least. And it, it's like how much of that is them- thematically part of the weave, and how much of that is like, hey, we need to be able to sell toys to fourteen-year-old boys. Hmm. So let's make them. You know what I mean? Um, this would be a chance for them to pause and collect on the fact, uh, um, reflect on the fact that they're about to. S- they're about to fight the biggest war of all time, and at the vanguard will be five 15-year-old boys who had no choice in becoming what they are. But said she's like, hey, don't you worry, Miss Noin. We're going to send them out there first. <laughs> You're, that's what you'll be relying on. And all on. you boys watching, whatever you do is right. Whatever you do is right. That's right. You can switch sides a hundred times in the span of ten episodes. You'll figure it out. You're still the good guys. It never changes. Yep. You go be a terrorist for one episode, like Catra, and you're fine. As That's long cool. as you're kind of halfway sorry about it. Uh, we cut to Duo and Hero looking looking at Wings Hero, and Duo's like, "We'd have to be insane to pilot a troublesome suit like that." Hero goes, 
reverse psychologies him and says, I never said you had to pilot it. He's like, what? Well, you piloted it, so I can absolutely do it. And he cuts him off. He says, I got experience from piloting Epion. Then Duo freaks out even more that he was piloting Epion because Epion's a demon. He's like, man, you're just about as far from normal as they come. Uh, it doesn't really serve a purpose, but it's fun to have the Duo hero yeah. vibe no, again just, after so long. Yeah. Like remind them that they they know each other. These guys were the original buddies. Yeah, out of all the Gundam, they were the first two to meet each other and to have a few episodes together where they played off of each other. Howard shouts down from the shoulder of Heavy Arms, says, "Hey, we're gonna get it up and running in no time, Troa. Don't you worry about it." But then he flies away. <laughs> I always forget that they're in a low G environment. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, sometimes people are just standing there. But then someone will just go woo, like like Mary Martin and Peter Pan. He just kind of flies off a of Heavy Arms' shoulder. That, Makes me laugh every time. Um, Wufei is like, well, my turn to be a dick. Everybody seems a little bit too happy right now, so let me sneak up behind Troll like a weirdo and say, it won't matter if they do modify it. You'll still be a sitting duck, and you'd be better off not returning to the battlefield. Why I chose now to say this, I don't know. How would he know? He's like Ricky Bobby's dad from Talladega Nights. Things are going too well. Time to get thrown out of the Applebee's. (laughs) Um, Wrong kid, dad. (laughs) Wrong Wrong kid, dad. Wrong kid, dad. Wrong kid, dad. Um, And Nintoro kind of looks down. He's like, yeah, you're probably right. We cut to a bunch of Tauruses approaching a colony. A colony wherein is contained a circus. A circus. Circus. (laughs) Catherine attempts to soothe an agitated lion uh, who's agitated because he misses Troa. And then the ringmaster comes out. He's like, hey, Catherine, for our next performance. And then all the animals start to freak out <laughs> because there are Tauruses approaching. They're inside she the She does have now. a really dumb line. She's like, oh, I bet you miss Troa because he's not here anymore. I'm like, I bet you miss him because he's not here. That's when you miss someone, the only Catherine. Time, the only you time you can miss idiot. somebody. Man, I bet that sandwich is spicy that you put all that hot sauce on. All that on. hot sauce on. I bet the spicy sandwich is spicy. <laughs> Stay where you are. You'd be the, wrong. The Oz Space Force has taken over this colony. Okay, and then the narrator decides to come in and explain to us. What <laughs> this is a bit abrupt and confusing. Yes. I better step well, in. Well, let me let me clarify some things. The surrender of the Space Fortress Barge, which again they call it a surrender when it's been completely atomized, to the best of our knowledge. Um, he explains that Oz had nowhere to make a base, nowhere to go to ground because they lost the lunar base, and they've lost uh the barge and they've been kind of cut off from earth nowhere to hide from white fang nowhere to hide from the antipathy of the colony citizens um this is a declaration of war for white fang we've taken over the space colony c421 or this is a declaration for white fang we have taken over space colony c421 we demand that you return the space battleship libra (laughs) give us our space Toys, war toys back. And basically they're like, without, without really spelling it out, they're, they're like, if we don't meet this demand, we're, we're going to frag this colony. You know, they're like, we can't be held responsible for what could or might happen to the safety of they They're very roundabout. You get the sense they don't really want to do it, but they don't have a lot of choice. Uh, <laughs> so I guess now there are two Oz factions in this episode. There's Oz in space and then Roma Feller, which is like terrestrial Oz. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, there is no... There's a clear dividing line now between the two of them. Uh, there is no Oz on Earth right now. Well, Romafeller has forces. Well, it just became it. It all became Romafeller. Yeah, yeah. The only the, the only Oz. So what about the guys out in space that are calling themselves? Those Oz? are the guys who were members of the Trades faction. They were all Trades faction people. Yeah. Okay, 
Oh, so when he when they get disavowed later, that that's why that's why that's it's a big even deal. more shocking. Yeah, that's why it's a big deal. No, yeah, they are Trey's loyalists. Yeah. yeah, no, but the episode makes it not unclear. You're like, oh, what's happening? Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. there's a li- there's a line. They do have a line where they they do actually say that. Duo's like, man, those eyes guys in space have really lost it now. Uh, Ketra reiterates what the narrator just said in case you didn't catch it. Uh, all the stuff about, well, they push White Fang to the edge, and this is the result. They had nowhere else to go. Wufei's over in the corner doing something, probably punching a kitten, and he's like, those weaklings depend too much on their dolls. And Sally wonders how the White Fang's going to react. Hira says, White Fang sucks too. Well, they're, they're also really weak. Uh, <laughs> but Zex will never go in for Oz's demands. So Sally's like, so all those people are going to lose their lives so that Zex can win? And there was like, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. She shakes her head. Can this seriously even be called a war? Which, Sally, that is, that's kind of what happens in war. A lot of people lose their lives so one side can win. Yeah. Where did you get this Pollyanna attitude from your six months of brutal guerrilla <laughs> brutal warfare? guerrilla warfare that you were fighting. Like, the last time we saw her, she was, like, sleeping in the jungle and hadn't showered in six weeks. Yeah, but she didn't take out. As, like, like Oz did- was going house to house murdering people. Like. Not her. she. She never did. She that. didn't do it. But she, she was she, exposed. She would not to be it. shocked by the nature of warfare at this True. point. Also, like Oz holding a. In her, but in her mind, war like there are rules of engagement, and this is clearly them targeting civilians. So in her mind, that doesn't fit that, within her view of war. But she has seen civilians. But she be has targeted. certainly seen it. And also, like Oz holding a colony ransom has happened at least two other times. So this, like, how could this happen? Is like some works from her in particular. Yeah, like no, she I has agree. not. She's been other than her unflinching and unsupported faith in the Gundam boys. Uh, she has been otherwise portrayed as a pragmatic character. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, cut to the f- big flying ninja star known as Libra. Cans is inside. He's upset. Blasted Oz. Are they really going to stop at nothing? And then we hear a giggle. <laughs> oh no spotlight up quite literally spotlight like the stage lights come to full <laughs> on zex and dorothy in their matching <laughs> what did you say in the intro genocide Other genocide attire, attire yes <laughs> oh, it looks like this brings us one step closer to our ultimate victory doesn't it mr miliardo Kansas is like, what is that supposed to mean, Miss Dorothy? And she slow motion tosses her hair in a way that made me think she was going to kill Kans right then and there. Yeah. Right then and there. Uh, He should have shut up 30 seconds ago. That would have been awesome. Is what that hair toss said. She says, I mean that Oz has made the foolish choice to take the citizens as hostages. Now the people's anger will be directed solely at them. Zex kind of ponders for a moment says... Move the Libra to Colony C-241. We'll fire the main cannon as we change direction. Cans interjects, Commander Miliardo, if we use the main cannon, we'll kill Oz along with the colony. This is war, Mr. Cans. If we're going to go in, we must be prepared to make sacrifices. But I, and she silences him with another slow motion hair toss. Kicks into sweet voice mode. The death of the people will be recorded in the history of the colonies as an honorable sacrifice necessary to achieve our ideals it'll be beautiful 
I, what do you do? It's like you said in the last episode. No notes. No notes. I have no notes. Perfect. Wonderful. Yeah. Perfection. Yeah. Moving on. Cut to the, uh, back to the peace million. Peace million. Peace, peace million. Peace million. Noin. The Libra has changed direction. And from this, duo and hero immediately extrapolate that they intend to fire the main cannon and destroy the colony. Uh, maybe I don't know much about, we don't know much about how Libra works. Mm-hmm. Apparently they do, but the fact that it just a simple change of direction, they know that what his plan is. Like, oh, well, obviously they're doing that so they can blow up the colony with their main cannon, not so they can come over here and deploy forces to attempt a rescue mission mm-hmm. or whatever. Hmm. Or like they're coming over here to just like get a milkshake at a space drive through. I don't know. <laughs> Somehow they know because the story needs them to know that that's what's going to happen. Impossible, says Noin. Zex would never do such a thing. Catra. When Catra's the one having to be like, really? Really? You're that, you're that naive? Girl. He's like, I get it. But he's the leader of the White Fang. She's like, I know. Grump, grump. It's a weird line read considering how genuine her emotion was about this just a couple scenes ago. And it's, it's going to be again. I think she talks to Sally again about it. Yeah. Uh, Troll looks at the freeze frame of the broadcast and he sees among the hostages, Kathy, Cat, Kath. Okay, so Kath. I thought about this. <laughs> okay, because he calls her Catherine later in the episode. Yeah, I suddenly realized that I can almost bet you in the original Japanese he's not saying her name; he's saying Nissan, which is uh sister. Oh, like it's much more common to just say sister brother. Sure. In Japanese conversation. So then when they put it in English. So there's only two syllables, so they can't make it Catherine. Wow. So it has to be Kathy. That That's my theory. Sense. That makes a lot of sense. And I'm sure I, I butchered the actual Because he does go back and forth between Kathy Kath- and, and Catherine. And Catherine yeah. yeah. She's there among the hostages. And I was like, well, we know Troy's about to freak out, do something rash, um, which she does immediately because Howard's in the bay, still working on heavy arms, doesn't even have like its armor plating on, not ready to go in any form he's still doing the vernier adjustments and all that to get it space worthy uh troy walks in he's like it's not ready so i guess i'll just float on over here to wing zero and take that one which to be fair we went through our criticisms about this sort of preemptively in the previous episode right hit this scenario for him ending up in wing zero is makes a lot more sense than hero being like here's the keys bro plug your brain up woofay see what happens Let's just see what freaking happens. It could be cool. Like, maybe it'll tell you something, or it might drive you insane. This, I can see, like, they've established a sense of urgency. He's like, I don't care if this thing kills me. I've got to go try to to save her. I don't care if it mm-hmm. drives me insane. He doesn't really know what he's getting into anyway. No, 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 no. So better better justification by a mile yeah. for him being in there this sure. time. Um, Catcher and Duo, the, uh, follow him. And Wufei's like, I don't give a shit. Uh, besides, Natako's still getting repaired. So what am I going to do? Shrug. Takes a <laughs> takes a big slug off of his I mean, big I guess no, nothing. He can't do anything. He, is, he can't do anything. Yeah, that's I mean, right. really. I mean, because... He could just, like... Heavy, pretend- heavy arms is, isn't ready. His isn't ready. I mean... Well, he, he could pretend to be upset about it. He could be like, oh, yeah. dang, wish I could go. But he's <laughs> not. I'm freaking pro. If they're right... They'll survive. They're right. The gods would would protect would protect them. Heroes, <laughs> and heroes probably like even worse. Yeah. He's like everybody, calm down. Chill the fuck out. <laughs> Zero can handle all that, even if Troy isn't ready. Um, someone says, "What about the cannon?" He says, "We aren't the ones who can stop that cannon." You mean dot dot dot? 
And then it cuts to Berlino. Relino. Relino. Chili Relino uh, is Relina. still on that shuttle. Relino. She should not. What was the thing that Uber did for a while where, like, it was super cheap, but you might stop at 15 houses to pick up other people or right. drop them off? She got that version of the of the space flight. Apparently. Because and people, like, done been out. Leaving from the same exact place she was leaving on. Have have been out in space uh, where she's going for like an episode. She's still looking out the window. She's still saying, "Oh, Miliardo, this read is sort of like you scamp, you lovable scamp." <sighs> and we cut back to the Romafeller Palace where birds are chirping, and a guy tells Trays that a uh, dude on the uh, the FaceTime call is like, "Good news, sir. Your Excellency will be able to liberate the Libra and gain space supremacy." And Trace just goes boop and hangs up. Click. <laughs> <laughs> blocked he walks over to the window and I thought for the I thought for sure he's going to open that window and let some more birds out but he doesn't he just stands there he's not in a bird letting out mood and he's got this like Jeeves character this butler that he seems suddenly very familiar with who's like well, wouldn't you like to hear him out sir your excellency Trey's like you know what these clowns don't get to call themselves Oz anymore you tell him I said that I'm not going to tell him you send them a message say they can't be Oz they gotta be something else wow come with a different name mm-hmm Oh yeah, yeah! You're now Ronan. Yeah, kill yourself. Yeah, <laughs> all of you go commit honor suicide. Um, back to the hostage site. The same dude with the pencil thin mustache who we saw trying to talk to Trace before is like pretty miffed to hear that they're being disavowed by Trace. Oh, uh, what? We're kind of in the middle of a thing here, and like this is not the best time for us to have this discussion. You don't represent him. He would never do this. Yeah, he would never do this tactic. In fact, any time that like. In the past. Yeah, he shut down Un for he doing, shut the, down exact, un, he shut yeah. down doing the same thing. He shut down Un. They did the legwork on this because yeah. the, the the hardest he was on Un yeah. uh, was when she pulled the colonies yeah. into this. Yeah. So that's fair. Um, Someone runs in. We have a problem. A Gundam. A Gundam is here. Huh? And they just like big beads of sweat on his face. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's just really yes. just a, a gracelessly illustrated character. Troa's kind of trying to get his sea legs out there. Like, he kind of gets knocked around a little bit, but then he does Zero's, you know, one gun in each direction attack and takes out some Tauruses. I hope you're all right, Kathy. Um, speak, and Kathy's at the hostage site overhearing some loose-lipped guards say that someone said a Gundam got past their, defenses, their defense line. She says, I wish they'd leave us alone. All we want to do is live our lives in peace with my pet boy who we pretend is my brother, but who <laughs> actually is my brother, according to the manga. And the guard's like, what'd you say? And they point their guns at her. You shut up, weird circus lady. And then they get into like a brief growl off where they're just like, and she's back at him. <laughs> and then the ringmaster, who I maintain is one of the most consistently effective and heroic characters on this show. Yeah. <laughs> For a dude who doesn't even have a name, <laughs> as we find out. Like she calls him like master. Manager. 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 Yeah. Why would you do that? Oh, why would you yeah. sacrifice yourself, manager? No, she's probably, what, what would she be calling him? Uh, it, it's not like manager in Japanese. No, it's probably like boss. It's yeah. like, like, like yeah. Sifu or something like that. Sir. Yeah. 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 My, you know, oh, captain, my captain. Uh, he steps in front of Catherine and gets a butt stock right to the face for his trouble. And then she cradles him, manager. They go on about how wrong this is, but no one will do anything about it because they don't want to risk their lives. And then manager says, but that Troa, he's different. He continually risks his life as he keeps searching for the correct path to lead. All right, so 
I I'll give you the opportunity to refresh my memory here about what as to when the manager developed this great sense of respect for Troa and knowledge of what Troa even really is. It's a, he's an odd voice. He's an odd mouthpiece for them to put give these words to. Um, I mean, clearly he knew. He found out when Troa blew up his circus. Was was yeah was going to was originally planning to kill himself in Catherine's tears. Um, Catherine's tears. Yeah. Um. So that's when he found out. He also said he. I mean, he said other positive things about Troa here and there. Um. Mostly when he had amnesia, I think. But. Yeah, I mean, it's it's the like we need you to understand that the the Gundams are the heroes. Yeah, I know they kind of took a weird path to get here, and there was a lot of collateral damage. <laughs> but he's they're really good. But they've they're on it now. They're, they're really they're good. willing to risk their lives. This is to the, be the, the heroes. This is the cl- this is the closest thing to the appropriate character to say this right now, to avoid having a narrator talk. <laughs> well, what I mean, Catherine's right there. Oh, I know. She could be like, "Yes, manager, everything here sucks." But she's but somewhere out there is Troa, and he's awesome. But she's never supported that part of Troa. Yeah, is why it can't be her. Yeah, I, I just there's a. No, I'll give it to you. It's it's it's, it's okay. I mean, it's, it's this in and of itself is not that big of a deal, right? Uh, people say random things on this show, <laughs> seemingly unprompted. Yeah, and it's it's not really an issue. There's a troubling trend here that I'm noticing as a first time viewer, and it it has emerged in the past two episodes, maybe three episodes of random characters having to look at the audience and tell us what wonderful pure beings the Gundam heroes are. And I get, like, we're getting down to the home stretch, and we need to know who the good guys are and who the bad guys are, but I guess just on a personal level, one thing that I've loved about this show is the fact that the protagonists are not necessarily heroes. And I'm asking a lot of a show that's probably aimed primarily at 12 to 15 year olds. I it's get just that. a fucking but cartoon, they, Josh. But they, <laughs> cartoon, big idiot. But the thing is, is that they did it. They portrayed them in that complicated light. Yeah, they're all morally gray. To and some... now they're furiously backpedaling back to sort of a black and white, like a good evil dichotomy. Right. And it would be better if they had just never portrayed them in such a nuanced way to begin with. You know, like yeah. you, you left the the cave, yeah, and now now you're taking them back into the cave where everything is just silhouettes on the wall, and yeah. it's you know. Well, I yeah. think this is clearly the result of you know the show being taken over, and you know the first director booted. Um, play the ball where it lies, man. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, I mean, or or you had you had twenty episodes. To turn them from morally gray yeah. to where they figure their shit out and yeah. they are now good. They're good boys. And I'm all I love a good redemption arc. Yeah. No problem. But they didn't do that. And, like and and that's it's the flip of what they did with what we've complained about with Zex, right? Yeah. yeah. That you had time to give me Zex slowly turning evil. Oh, they had so much time. For all and of he was this. just like, good, 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 good. Then he's gone. Then he comes back and he's evil. Yeah. There's just like fifteen to twenty episodes of them. Not knowing what's happening. We could have cut out just two or three random Oz or White Fang people being wiped out by various mecha 
and replaced it with just some scenes where the character's like, man, what is my deal? I got to figure, you know, they, yeah. they, they, they've been really passive this whole backstretch. Yeah. And I don't know where it's going. I mean, they, they may reintroduce some of that as they get into this and then into uh endless waltz. So it's not yet a judgment about the entire show. I'm just putting it on the record right that now as a, First time viewer, I'm having that concern sure. that <laughs> this is going. The amber light has turned on your console. Exactly, like this mm. is becoming just a little bit to. These are the Avengers, and this is Hydra, and one side is always good, and one side's always bad. You know, um, cut to the battle still taking place outside. Uh, where some pilot looks at this, the fact that there's a Gundam here, and it's like, I guess the Gundams have joined up with the White Fang, so we're gonna make them pay. But then, like, we literally see him; his suit gets blasted in half, and so does he. Yeah, like it's rather gruesome. It the, is. The interior cockpit shot is is like it slows down just enough so you can see the force of the explosion ripping him in half. Yeah, just as his suit was, but it is well illustrated. It's well drawn. Um, and then Troa starts to trip. Mm-hmm. He's on that mind sauce. He's on that zero mind sauce. And you you know, man, you, you know Zero got its hooks in this kid. It's like, oh, I'm going to mess with him. I'm going to mess with this one. <laughs> you, were, you weren't 100% when you got in here, dude. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, a- look. There's Catherine running towards you in space in her full circus gear. Yeah. <laughs> that's my favorite thing about it. Then Catherine changes to a Taurus. And he shoots the Taurus. But then the Taurus is Catherine again, and where he shot her, all the blackness of space spills out of the hole yes. that he just blasted in yes. her. Yes. And he freaks out and yes. starts kind of flying erratically, and I'm thinking, this has got to be going somewhere good. This has got to be going somewhere good, right? It's not. Spoiler, it's not. Because he targets the final Taurus suit, and he shoots it. Uh, I guess he like damaged the colony, or like almost damaged it. It was a little unclear. As he, he, winged, he winged it. Kind of winged it, yeah. yeah. Um, and then the sweet, soothing voice of Catra comes over. Troa, open your eyes, Troa. The person you care about lives there. And I wanted Troa to say, No, Catra, the person I care about is right here. It's you. (laughs) He doesn't need to say that. It's already, it made me crack up because it's totally like that episode of The Tick. Or where he's like, why do you want to protect the Earth? Because that's where my stuff is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, there's one person you care about there. What are you doing? My favorite pizza place is on that colony. You were the one who corrected the mistake I made. I can't let you make the same mistake. Don't let the zero control you. You're too strong to let that happen. And Joe is like groaning and grabbing at his head, clawing at his helmet, whatever. As zero is trying to exert control. The person I want to protect lives there. And then he like becomes one with the universe for a second. And everything's all purple and soul of space. Sort of, yeah, the, exactly. He touches soul of space. The, the soul of space. And we see flashbacks of him at, like talking to Hero, that first big conversation they had about following your feelings. No, I love this. He thinks about everyone he actually cares about. Yes. And it's Hero, Catra, and Catherine. Catherine. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Catra, the, their first meeting at the PP flap, and then uh, getting punched by Catherine is his memory of her. You're right, Catra. Yeah. We both have people we want to protect, just as you said. Troa, your memory is back. Is that a throwback to a line back before the thing about we both have people we want to protect? 
I don't remember it. I don't remember it either. But it has to be because why else would we be like, your memory's back? Or like, Soul I can of just space. tell. Soul of space. Catra knows. I, I no, I think, I think it was. I don't remember. But yeah, I think it was. But either way, Soul of space, if not. Yeah, so it's disappointing to me. And we hinted at that in the previous episode that I thought this was going to go... You, you take the, the, the bag of cats that already is Troa on, on the best of days and you plug him into zero. I thought we were going somewhere really cool. It's underwhelming. Something big was about to happen. Like he was going to lose it and shoot the colony or something or like that. Or Catra's going to have to like get almost killed trying yes. to stop him, you know, like mirror the scene where Troa stopped Catra. But instead, it ends up being we gave this character amnesia and like. We kind of decided like that's it's that's like inco- it's an inconvenience. Yeah. We kind of need him to be a badass uh, fighter pilot again. So whoop, it fixed it. Which I I believe that the zero tech would have the ability to do that. I mean, it has access to his brain, so yeah. that's not far fetched. Yeah, it's just I don't know. Ah, it's disappointing. I mean, disappointing. how else they had to get his memory back some way? Well, bonk on Catra could have kissed him. Ooh, yeah. How about that? True love's kiss. Now, I mean, I, I bitched plenty about this last episode, yeah. but like the Zero system is like it's like the sonic screwdriver in Doctor Who, where it used to have very specific things it could do and not do, and over time it just it can do whatever we need whatever it to do, whatever we want. Yeah, it just doesn't work on wood. Yeah. That's it. But anything else, it can just warp reality with the breast of a button. Right. We're back in the colony. The Oz guys are preparing to evacuate with the hostages. Uh, that's their last chance of getting out of here alive. But they they hear a noise and they run outside. I love this shot. All the tar stalls are standing there, and then they all just fall to pieces. <laughs> I like this part. This part's cool. Uh, I mean, I'm always up for like a good shot of Death Scythe, you just coming out of the smoke and ignites his his you know thermal scythe. Sneaking in is one of my specialties. I don't know about that, but okay. Uh, and he orders them all to surrender, which. I assume they do. Um, I love the idea of a sneaky bulldozer. A sneaky giant robot. Yeah. <laughs> Don't tell anybody. He never, he never landed. Oh, sh- yeah. He just hovered. Well, he probably didn't sneak as effectively as he thinks he does, but they've done the legwork on Duo thinking he's things that he's not and thinking he accomplished things that he didn't. So. Oh, it's fine. No, I have no problem. Let him there. have his moment. Uh, back on the Libra, a civilian shuttle approaches as the cannon prepares to fire. Miliardo, it's me, Relina. Uh, and then Dorothy, to herself, think speaking. I knew you'd be coming, Miss Relina, but you've come too late to make a difference. And Miliardo tells Relina, stay away. When the cannon fires, your shuttle will be destroyed and you'll be wasting your life. Not, I'm not going to shoot to keep from killing my sister. Like, I'll just tell her to move. But I'm shooting one way or the other, whether you're there or not. I don't care if my life is wasted, but at least let me say this much to you, please. And she asks him, I expect her to take a softer hand here, but she says, ask him if he isn't embarrassed to be brandishing all this military might while carrying the Peacecraft name. Right okay. for the jugular. Okay, Relina. Hey, man, nobody, nobody can cut you like family, you know? Uh, and this rich brother-sister relationship that the two of them have, despite the fact they've never had a direct conversation uh, in, in, like, living memory. Um, <laughs> he's unimpressed by her entreaties or her intent or her attempts to embarrass him. Fire the cannon. Start the countdown now. 
Meanwhile, Duo's like, we saved the colony! Tell White Fang to cancel their attack! Wufei's like, there won't be any need. What you guys just did was meaningless. And Hero, the other cool guy, they're both leaning against the wall with their arms crossed and one foot propped up. The target of Libra's main cannon was never the calling in the first place. You big, pathetic idiots. <laughs> just did all this heroics for nothing, and I guess I could have said something, but I didn't. You mean dot, dot, dot. And we cut back to the Libra, where the countdown is on. Rolina says, is there no way to stop you from attacking the colony? God will never forgive you. <laughs> Something like this, really, Arno. I know nobody gets the joy out of the random God references in the show that I do. <laughs> but I just love it like a show that is not about religion at all. But every once in a while, a main character would be like, but what would God say if he was here? <laughs> um there's a oh there's a shot on the on the main you can see on the main screen uh, in the Libra that is a clear homage to the scene from A New Hope when the des- the little like cone of visibility the a cone of effectiveness is coming off the de- as it as it lines up on Alderaan in this case Earth and the cannon fires and the beam strikes Earth with looks to be the force of a nuclear bomb and there's a shot. I, I guess, like all we see, we see like birds, trees, and rocks vaporize. Yeah. I I don't I haven't watched ahead yet. I assume it's supposed to be like an unpopulated. Yes, this is the this is the fu- the shot across the bow. I demonstrated the power of this space station on Dantooine. You know, to, <laughs> pray, uh, I don't uh, pray, yeah. Um, so Noid and Sally still lagging behind the power curve are like he missed. Hero's like nope. <laughs> Duo says there's no turning back now. Maybe we are powerless against him. Perhaps. And then Catherine is think speaking, think speaking to herself as she looks at, the, at Death Scythe. I believe in you, and I'm sure you people understand. Please don't allow these miserable wars to exist. Please build a peaceful world for all of us. It's a nonsense line. Uh, please don't allow these miserable wars. I mean, I, 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 I know what the words mean individually and sort of what they mean right. shoved together, but it contributes nothing at this moment. Yeah. Um, and even if you you like parse it all out, it's just another one of those like, please, great men of history, great, great men, rise! Your time we has come. We need you to bring the peace and stop these miserable wars. Dorothy, <laughs> then the, the other side of that coin, Dorothy. Oh, that was splendid. <laughs> After that attack, the people will shudder at the thought of our tremendous power. Zek says that was no test. That was an official challenge to trays and the people of Earth. Which is dumb because you've already declared war on them twice. Yeah, you've already challenged them by going on their TVs and saying, "We're at war. I'm coming to kill you. <laughs> yeah, kill but, yourselves, or I'm going to kill you." But at this point, this is the. I mean, Trey's has to answer this. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. Yeah, yeah. This is the escalation. Yeah, yeah. That's the Trey's can't sit back with his birds and philosophize about the about what Zex's role in I history mean, is. Zex just killed a lot of birds. <laughs> he should have killed people. He killed my birds. He messed up. Killing birds. He better hope none of those were Trace's birds. I mean, that's why LL gone. Cool J killed that shark. He killed his bird. It's a good movie. That's oh. an underrated film as yeah, well. Yeah, I like that one. Um, Dorothy says, yes, of course it was. Kyans runs in and says, we got an overload on the main cannon control circuits, but they're working on it. Zex says, make it fast. We're expecting our enemy. The most annoying and fearful enemy in the universe. The Gundams. And then there's a shot of Relina's shuttle still just parked outside the lever. Burn like, it damn, down. What next? Burn it down. Uh, <sighs> so yeah, final thoughts. While I try to collect my final thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
this is a bad episode written by bad people. And if you enjoy it, you're stupid. No, um, it's not as melodramatic and as exciting as the episode before. It's very much a, like we're getting all the pieces. Other than obviously the space laser blowing up part of the Earth, that's exciting. Sure. Yeah, but it's lots of like moving the pieces into place. We're getting the pieces where they need to be for the end game. But as as I've kind of been harping on forever, like why 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 are the Gundam boys doing like what why like what does it all mean like? <laughs> Are they protecting? Like it just seems like well, we're the only ones that can really do anything. Even though we've spent the last twenty episodes functionally doing nothing, and we've set up that this is an existential threat to the Earth, so we got to step in between Zex and uh, Earth, which is like basically we, we have dispensed with nuance in this show. We've dispensed with any sort of thing. Uh, I, I don't know. How, honestly, I don't know. For me, it is an extremely borderline episode. Like, I love all the stuff with Zex and, and Dorothy Catalonia so much. And I love fucking firing a giant laser at the earth and all that stuff. But then all this, but then the, the Troa thing's disappointing, the Zero System's disappointing. Like, even, even just the logistics of this random uh 20 uh Oz expatriates happen to take a uh colony for ransom and yeah it, i don't know it's just too messy also for me. even even him targeting earth at the end there smacks a little bit the build-up to it just before was fun but then it kind of smacks of what they did with catcher where it's like we got to make sure everyone knows that this call is fully evacuated yeah i'm bad but i'm not that i think i wish that they had like actually blown up a city yeah i'll go ahead and say it because yeah, I want him to cross the I want him to cross the Rubicon. Yes, cross that line. Yeah. Because he can come back from torching a forest. Anyway, I'm sorry. You go, I'll let you go before I do my thing. I thought it was good. I had a space laser. Zap zap. No, um, no, I think I think it I think it was good. I still think we're getting the same sort of feel as the last episode of is very over the top and soap opera esque. Um, I agree. It's not as you know hyped up as the last episode, but it does have good stuff. It does have good Dorothy and Zach stuff, and I I like this space laser shooting the Earth. I thought that was good um, as a good warning shot. Um, yeah, no, I I agree that the them using the zero system to help bridge gaps and you know point boys in the right direction. Uh, I agree. Um, but I think there's enough good stuff still there, um, to put it barely over the line for me. It, it had a lot of the same good stuff and a lot of the same problems as the last episode, right? Yeah. There was the, the use of the zero system as sort of a deus ex to fix broke characters that the writers broke. Um, there's the sort of just bootstrapping things into position for the, for the end game of the series. Right. Uh, in the interest of consistency on my part, the thing that I said put it just over the rad line last week was the melodrama of that episode. And aside from one fun scene with Dorothy, this one didn't have that same level of melodrama. So I sure. guess I have to say that this one is just on the bad side of the line for me. It had all the same complaints and it was 
23% less fun than last mm. week's was. And mm-hmm. if I was going to put that one as barely rad, then I guess this without, without the silliness, the judiciously applied silliness last time it goes back over to the bad side of the line for me. And, and it's confirming some, like I said earlier, some troubling trends for me in terms of how the story is shaping up in the home stretch. So, yeah, mm-hmm. that's what I'll say for this one. I didn't like hate it. No, so don't get, no, I, don't get there mad at me on the Discord. There has not been an episode like, yet that I have actively hated. Or, well, maybe one, but like the one. It's the bad Wufei episode. There's the bad Wufei. We're just like, what are we doing? Even yet? I hate that. But one. every other one, you're like, it's fun. It's Gundam Wing. It's, fun. Gundam it's Wing. entertaining. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the weird thing about the, this whole exercise is like, even when I say an episode is bad, I still enjoyed watching it. Yeah, like, I look forward to watching. I the look next forward episode. to watching the next one. Yeah, but I think as I. Still down the shit. I'm always trying to tweak and adjust sort of my standards for rad and bad. I, I think this one's bad. I think it's bad. Uh-huh. You killed my bird. <laughs> you killed so many bird sex. This is unlike the fitting of your personality in the history that will now be laid out before us. You've never killed birds before. <laughs> I was the bird killer. Avian murder. You've gone too far. You've gone where I can't follow you, sex. <laughs> Is Lady Owen ever going to get off at the hospital bed? When I kind of thought there might be a little follow-up to that this when week. When this bird breaks, we can be friends no more. My bird. That was weird. Gentlemen, your closing arguments. Your Honor. This episode is Poops. Poops McGee. And there's no way to get around that. Colonel Defense Man. Uh. Poops. <laughs> My hat is like Poops. a shark's fin. <laughs> Deepest, bluest. My hat is like a shark's fin. <clears throat> I guess it is still my august responsibility to make judgment based on whatever all this stuff is. So, after reviewing the proceedings, I hereby decree that case 143, Target Earth, is bad. These verdicts cannot be appealed, or maybe they can be, I don't know. Court adjourned. Can I go home now? The People versus Gundam Wing is recorded in front of no soldiers, not a single one. Josh Darnell is played by Josh Darnell. The prosecution, Billiardo Peacecraft, is played by Derek Adams. The defense, John Kush Renata the 13th. Colonel Esquire is played by Jonathan Sparks. All episodes of Gundam Wing are presumed rad until proven bad. This has been a Shadow Public Radio presentation. For more excruciating action, please subscribe on iTunes or wherever you seek podcast content.